Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Warning, the following is the officially sanctioned podcast about the show about four lifelong friends who compete to embarrass each other in public. You know the one. The official Impractical Jokers podcast. Episode. Very good one. Oh my god. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the official Impractical Jokers podcast. My name is Casey Jost. I'm James McCarthy. I'm Danny Green. Yeah, that's there right. He is. He's hesitant. Okay, <laughs> I, what I are forgot. you this season? I forget. You're not on Demanding? Turnt. 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 Oh, yeah. Turnt. I'm not even sure what it means, but I love that. <laughs> no, we'll tell you at the end of the year. <laughs> I love that. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, we definitely have a good one this this I, uh, this week. I don't think it's a good one. I think it's the greatest episode ever. You, you said that. That's yeah. incredible that you feel that way. Oh, I think from top to bottom, still got it, huh? <laughs> after this is like after like 40 years of marriage, you know, you both know you don't look as good as you used to. You turn and you're like, you know what? They still got it going on. <laughs> this is so turned of you to even say that it's the greatest Impractical Jokers episode of all time. Yeah. I, I mean, wow. I think first three episodes have been great. It's like yeah. bringing it all back home, Highway 61 revisited, blonde on blonde of their careers. Wow. Wait, wait, okay. <laughs> so you just dropped three uh, Bob Dylan albums right. that were, were those three in a row? Yes. Interesting. Because I just saw something online about like three, like what band has a better three albums in a row. Right. Then the one that they listed was Radiohead, which had like the Benz, OK Computer, and Kid A. Yeah, great. Yeah. Right? Great albums. Well, it, what's in- interesting about that is I honestly feel like last week's episode was one of my favorite episodes <laughs> of all time. So this puts a lot of pressure on next week's. I know. What if wow. it just sucks? We could be in the greatest three episode <laughs> run of Impractical Jokers ever in its history. Right. I know. Well, I would like to think that they're the Beatles because there's four of them, but also, right. yeah. and they've had like over the course of time, and I guess like, what is this, season eight? Right. So yep. that means that that's like, this is, I guess they're making at this point Abbey Road? Or well, we don't know. I mean, this could be help. There could be many more years of great impractical I just mean chron- chronologically. Oh. I mean, guys, we're bigger than the Beatles. <laughs> oh, yeah. A hundred percent. The Jokers. I mean, we've been together longer. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Yep. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All, that's all there. Uh, I don't think they're the, funnier. The Beatles uh, never played Madison Square Garden. They didn't? They played Chase Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't oh, even right. exist anymore. We <laughs> yeah. can't even do that. It's unfair. Right. Yeah. I mean, this episode was fantastic, and it started with a great bit, bad reception. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is the fifth time we've shot this bit where the guys play receptionists. Was it fifth or fourth? We should know these things, and that's go why right people, literally, it's why people tune in. <laughs> James has gotten up. He left at, that's the door closing. We're at North <laughs> South Productions, so if you hear doors opening or closing, that is the reason why. Uh, James is on the hunt to find out. Here he comes back, back folks. The news. And we got our answer. What is it? It is the fifth time we shot Bad Reception. Wow. Oh. That's, that's insane. Because it's such a good bit. The guys love it. It's just one-on-one with the mark. Well, usually, sometimes we've sent in more marks. Yeah. And, but still, it's a very quiet location. Anytime, the guys always say this, anytime they can get one-on-one with the mark, they love the bit. Like, if you remember, uh, 
like psychoanalysis mm-hmm. where they're one-on-one and like Joe ends up wearing, uh, is it Joe that wears that like crazy, like Swami hat or is it Sal? <laughs> I forget. They all blend together. I think Joe. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually Sal. Oh, but it's man. like anytime they can just get a mark one-on-one, they love doing bits like that. Yeah, basically one-on-one is just, it's the, it, it, the stakes go higher. You'd think like with more people, it's more embarrassing, but no, there's an intimate setting, like a job interview. Yeah. One-on-one is like the perfect kind right. of situation. Yeah, and also yeah. honestly, filming the show now, because the guys are more recognizable than ever, it's very helpful if a mark shows up and recognize them, we can kick them out of the room <laughs> yeah, and get, get another else. mark. Yeah. So yeah, that works out pretty well for us too. Yeah. And there's no one else like going to come in and be like, I know you guys, let's take a picture. <laughs> yeah. Can I get a selfie? We had a lot of stuff planned for Murr's turn, but what happened was so organic. Oh like God. when they knock over the pens, yep. I was there, I was standing next to the guys as all that was happening. And Sal at one point like said, I don't even know how you cut this bit down. It, like if you just watch that entire thing happen, like in the string out, which is like, you know, that whole, that whole situation probably took about uh, 15 minutes and it yeah. gets cut down to like, what, a minute, 32 minutes. Yeah. There's another version of this show that is just the long cuts. <laughs> and I wish we could air it. True TV, give us unlimited time to just film this show and like yeah. air it because yeah, it's so good. And then so who, that is Dolores's daughter. I, I don't know the Mark's name, but her mom's <laughs> name is Dolores. Right. Uh, as she is her emergency contact. And I, I think she's my Mark of the episode. Yes. There's some other really oh, good Marks in here, but she's my, she's so patient. Uh, that whole interaction about the emergency contact and Mur actually <laughs> calls her mom. Hi, uh, Dolores. Uh, my name is James Murray with Consumer Reports. I have your friend here. Her name is Suzanne. She's uh, doing a focus group today. I just want to confirm that you are the emergency can you contact. Hang up? Why are you calling my mother? Oh, uh, uh, did you, was it not your emergency contact? It, can you hang up? It was like a who's on first. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And then I love he pushes her to the point of breaking and she handles it with a plum and just says, Can we just be quiet until they call me in? <laughs> That's like. The nicest way you can put what that a to great, a complete psychopath in James Murray. <laughs> yeah, it's it like you couldn't script a better response no. on this show. Right. You know I, what I mean? Every once in a while you see the guys just have a performance that's so much better. They just take a big step forward. And I thought like last year was when Brian was uh, at the dentist's office and yeah. pretended he had the, and had the gas mask on, pretending he was doing the nitrous and he just really yeah. let the fur fly. Right. And for this one, I thought Murr was just right on. He was, it was his best performance ever, I thought. It, wow. I, I oh. couldn't agree more. I, I could not agree more. It was, when we were filming that, it was like real magic. It, you <laughs> felt it. Everyone in the entire room felt because it had that perfect balance of tension and release. Yeah. And it was funny. She was upset, <laughs> but not that mad. There was the callback of knocking the pens off right. again and that stare down. Fantastic. And I'm not even sure that Murr's turn was my favorite. I mean, they were I all know. so good. No, that- I mean, so you go right in, then you have Q coming up next, and he's getting hit on by every <laughs> staff member we have. Yeah, who did we have? So we, we had Steph. Uh-huh. Steph uh, Bonchovi. Brian. Hey, Steph. Hey, uh, I'm not gonna need those copies for tomorrow. Oh, good. I didn't make them yet, so that's good. But uh you looked adorable when you were talking in the meeting this morning. We, we had Carson. Carson. We uh, had, Smith. Yes. Hey, hey Carson, Brian. How are you? Just so you know, we're going to start one hour later tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, great. Thank you. You're so cute when you smile. We had Nicole. Nicole Salamak. I just want to double check you got the emails. I got them. Thank you. You smelled really good on the elevator today. And we had Daniel Cast. Yo, Brian, how's that dick? Dan Cast, who's, I think, going to be, he's going to break out crew star of this season. 
Oh yeah, I think so. He, Most he, valuable crew member. I think you'll for see the season him long. as long as his bits don't get cut out. But you know what's funny is there was yeah. actually before Dan had said that line, which was like, uh, "How's your dick?" Yeah. Before he said that, actually, Shay was sent to say it first. Yeah. And I think for whatever reason, for timing or whatever, and I think maybe they were like, you know, they've used Shay a lot. That I, they were like, let's take the Shay turn out and just put it in Dan, make Dan say it, and it's it'll still work. But I think for time, Shay had to get cut, which I'm sure she's a little bummed about, but she's already a star. It was a fun <laughs> twist. I love the Mark being like, dude, what's your secret? Like, he just couldn't believe. He was great, too. So that's he's a contender for me as well, because he was a really great Mark. All these marks are great, because then you go into Sal's turn, and you have James. <laughs> Yo. James. This is another one of, all right, so Sal's, like, in terms of, like, when we're talking about Murr's, like, turn. Yeah. Um, and you're turned. But, no, Sal's turn in this, but then also Sal's turn in the computer one from a for episode or two ago, last episode, which was last another episode. great episode. That was Sal's turn, and that might be my favorite turn of Sal in a very long time. I don't think you will ever beat when Sal has to ask that guy if he could kiss his, <laughs> kiss his abs. Can I kiss your abs for one second? Can I kiss your abs? <laughs> that to me is the greatest Sal turn in history, and we'll talk more because we're talking a lot now about like in history, like right. of the show, we're talking but, about like their Hall of Fame stats. <laughs> but him with this and James, and he's been. Wearing this jacket, which he doesn't want to call out at all, but okay. he's been wearing this oversized jacket, which is his new thing. I think you that's where we can call it out. I think we're allowed to <laughs> Someone talk Someone has about to. It. It's episode three. If you haven't yeah. realized it yet, keep that's, an eye out for it. Yeah, so he's got this oversized jacket. Keep a look. Because the thing he used to do is he'd leave, he still does it. He leaves the tags on, on right. things. Right. So that's like his other little trademark, but he doesn't want to call these things out. But just you'll watch it's and very see subtle. a bunch of focus groups and things where he has his oversized jacket. And yeah. it's, it's just a little thing that Sal likes to do. Yeah, Sally Bad Boy also got us in trouble, by the way, for hammering those walnuts on the desk. Uh, <laughs> really? It wasn't good for the desk, believe it or not. And uh, we, we got into a little bit of trouble with the location because, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, you do something funny, but then there's consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's so, actually the same reason why we may never do that two-way mirror bit again is because at the end of the fourth time we did it, yes. the crew at a little party and we were just drinking beers like while they were cleaning up. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I should be on the record saying it, but you guys get the exclusive. And the location was like, hey, you left a bunch of beer bottles and it was a mess and you can never come back here. Oh. Yeah. And so we apologized. I think like our, our great locations people like mended it, but I don't think we could go back in. Well, maybe if you own an office that has a two-way mirror, you can just send us a note on Joker's yeah. pod, hashtag Joker's podcast. Any, Actually, please do. Like private eyes out there. Who else uses a two-way mirror? Just the cops in general. <laughs> yeah. 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 It'd be great. But the thing is, like like, we, when we came up with that idea, we didn't even think that there, the technology would exist that could go on and off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we have no idea how that works. Yeah. And then also Joe. Yeah. What a turn by him. I felt that he needed, he, he, in his head, he was like, I'm competing against my last turn which was the one where he's eating a sandwich out of the garbage. There was even a little bit of a callback to that when he starts eating loudly this time and last uh-huh. time he's doing yum, yum, yum. <laughs> right. It's kind of like when he's out with the sandwich. The yeah. whole VR thing, too, is oh. just like physical and big. This is where Joe shines. Which, to be honest, case I think was two times ago. I think we did it one time in between them. Oh, you're right. You're yep. absolutely right. The classic joke. Of uh, chunks in accounting, uh, when you're gonna blow chunks. There's a 99% chance I blow chunks in the next five. <laughs> Who's chunks? Who's ch- chunks in accounting? Who's chunks? Chunks in accounting. 
that is no, a good one. Blow that, that, yeah, that's a good one for you kids out there. Uh, and then VR Joe was one of my favorite things. Just Joe walking around a haunted house, getting low. <laughs> yeah. Getting to just do some more Gatto physical comedy, which I'm always a fan of. Mm-hmm. But then I really love the mundane uh, emergency room check-in <laughs> as, a, as a VR guy. I mean, that's what was so great is that he did the VR with the zombies and you thought that's enough for, for one turn. But then he takes the VR thing to a whole new level about going to the hospital and waiting in line and filling out the forms. And it's just fantastic. Hi, my name's Joe. I hate some moms. <laughs> I just have a seat to fill out these forms. Joe is good at taking the mundane and making it funny. Like, he finds the specificity and things like that. And yeah. it's, I love when he does that. It's uh-huh. fantastic. You know, it's interesting. I'm just realizing it's so much easier to do a podcast without a mime. I have to say, <laughs> I have to say that we released that mime just like this recently, as of when we're recording this, right? The mime episode was the last one. And we got some feedback. Yeah, we got some positive and, and a little negative feedback. I'll, oh, I'll, as, as if it's on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. Interesting. Only so, a little negative feedback on the internet? That's rare. Well, let me read a couple of the comments. Some are specific to uh, Pierre and some are, are about the podcast in general. First, okay. I want to thank Rachel Rodriguez, who said, thanks for all these extras. Yes. Because we released, not only was the podcast with Pierre on on uh, wherever you listen to the podcast, but we also made a 10-minute video version you can see. And some people wanted more visual versions. I mean, it needed to be visual because I was I was saying, like, afterward, I was like, I people might who are just listening to it might think it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justin Charles, Pierre was the coolest guy in the room. Just ditch the other guys and give Pierre the podcast. It'd be far more interesting to listen to. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting feedback <laughs> yeah, that he wants a, a, a silent performer to be doing a podcast. Yeah. Love it. That's really good. clever. Maybe three mimes. Yeah. Um, Seems like he's knowledgeable. Spends time just commenting. All right. I don't know if you're going to want to hear this, Casey, but. Hit me with it. This is Jamie Jason Peed, P-E-E-D. Great. Glad I'm spe- spelling it. Casey is so annoying. The mm-hmm. show just gets too cheesy with extra people and bonus scenes. Yep. Just want the guys in normal episodes. Couldn't agree more. Okay. <laughs> I'm not too worried about that one. That was actually pretty delightful in terms of internet response. Yeah. yeah. Well, Cody Allen Real says about our podcast, I see no impractical jokers. What is the appeal again? Man. What do you guys think? Is that fair? That's fair, totally. I guess, if you want the guys to see are, them. The guys are busy. It's an optional podcast. It is not mandatory to <laughs> yeah, listen to yeah, that's true. when you watch the show. I mean, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Some people go out of their way to not like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you have to kind of go out of your way to listen to it and, and hate it and keep yeah. listening. <laughs> uh, but then Dwayne Russell makes a really supportive comment. He says, for those who are asking why do a podcast without the guise of Impractical Jokers, here's some pointers. These are the guys that create and work behind the scenes of the show, meaning us three. They make the show run smoothly so that the Jokers can do their bits. That means if we look at it logically, the Jokers are riding on their coattails and not the other way around. (laughs) Oh, that's nice and not true, but it's very sweet. (laughs) A lot of people are interested in how the show is created and all the voices and talent behind the scenes, as well as the Jokers themselves. If you don't like it, Buzz off. Wow, that sounds like Danny Green wrote it. <laughs> no, yeah. thanks, Dwayne A. Russell. Yeah, right. That sounds like another that's, alter ego. That's your pen name. Yeah. <laughs> you your... killed that man and took over his YouTube account. I think that's how you have to do it if you <laughs> yeah. want an anonymous account on YouTube. 
Probably. So we yeah, want to just fun. thank all the people who supported us. If you don't like the podcast, as James said, it's not mandatory. <laughs> and we'd love to have more of the, the Jokers here more often, but they're, they're busy doing this. I like the idea of that there is somebody listening now that you finally said that it's, man, it's not mandatory. <laughs> and they were like, oh, thank goodness. And they turned it off. I hope we don't lose our audience. <laughs> but yeah, but honestly, no, thanks. Thank people who are, you know, it's funny because it's often the people who don't like something that will, will write something about it. Right. So when you get nice people who will take the time and be like, oh, I like this, that is the sweetest thing in the world. That's so nice. So I appreciate that. But I also understand that you don't have to tell us that you're, you're happy about doing it. It's very nice to, but don't feel the need to. But thank you. Yes. And we love you all. That's and, great. And if you have a comment, put it on hashtag Joker's Podcast. We yeah. feel it. I run into people all the time who are like, this is great. I'm glad you guys are doing extra stuff, showing us the behind the scenes. You know, what's funny is we never even addressed it. Um, we're not doing, there's no more Impractical Insider. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that was a lot, a lot of people were asking about that. Yeah. So, so give us the scoop, Casey. <laughs> no, it, it's really like, I was always kind of surprised we were doing it because, you know, the, obviously the network wanted to cut out challenges. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Cut out, <laughs> no, but they cut out commercials and they needed some time. And so the guys thought it'd be logical to throw me in and do some behind the scenes. Um, and they also weren't worried about the math of the episode. Right. So if they show things and then it gets cut out for the for when it re, re airs, it could affect like the outcome of who wins and loses. But I think they just now film so much of when we're filming that there's plenty of good content. So it's cheaper, right? Like right. it just makes more sense to just show more. And also, I agree. People tune in to see the guys. It's like. Well, yeah. I, I get it. And I think we do less like cutting room floor specials and all that. So yeah, we're just putting true. more stuff into the episode. I, I think like a few things like changed around in like the greater rubric of the show. And so, yeah, I mean, it's funny when we get cuts to watch, there's like a little thing in the bottom right hand corner that says LCI. And what does LCI stand for, Casey? Do you know? Long cut in- included. included. Yeah, nope. I'm not sure either. Nope. nope. What's the stand what for? What is it? Less commercial interruption. Really? Something like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe lower commercial interruption. And it's funny because like every now and then there'll be a bit that says LCI on it. And I'm like, oh, that's going to get cut in reruns. I'm like, dang. Oh, yeah. yeah. It pops up one during time. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, I think part of the thing that was in the LCI was um, where Q is talking about uh, when he asked his mark, what's a good slur for a white guy? Do you know by any chance, since I could tell you, you're cool, uh, do you know any good funny slurs for white people that I can call my friend? <laughs> call him a gringo. Gringo? But that's basically like someone Spanish calling him. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to culturally appropriate gringo. A slur? <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> culturally appropriate a slur. Wonder bread. That's a good one. Wonder bread. That's oh, in right. the LCI. So some of that will be cut in reruns. Yeah. I mean, I could, you could go through the whole episode and tell you what's going to be cut, but. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say that we're still doing the inside jokes. And so we've been filming that now for exciting. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we're filming inside joke stuff for seasons one and two. Yeah. Right. And that's really great. And we've been having a lot of fun. Like I've been going to the mall and it's funny, like we go to Palisades to film for inside jokes and I do these little games with fans. Right. And we don't even advertise it. And I thought of this the other day. It's crazy that we get people who know so much about the show because we're not even tapping super fans to come out. We're tapping people who just say that they've watched the show, but people know so much of, they know so many of the answers. That's literally like having a game show about like the Beatles 
in a mall, people will just <laughs> know it because it's it's zeitgeist stuff that like kind of everyone knows. Right. Yeah. But it's about a specific television show, and there's a real and, and it's really fun. And then some sometimes the questions are easier than others. But I'm really always surprised. And we've never had people come in and it's just the people who are there and, and people come up to us and go, oh, you know, like I, I always hope that I'd run into like either you guys or, yeah. the, or the Jokers <laughs> because I see that you're always filming here. So it's like and maybe we're putting Palisades on the map. It is funny. We kind of film in the mall a little bit less because it does create like a Coliseum type vibe where yeah. the Jokers are interacting with the Mark. And then around the upper levels of the mall are all these people looking down at them wow. filming. Yeah. And so it kind of ruins a hidden camera show when people are like, why are a thousand people staring at us right now? <laughs> but then we're also getting a lot of more facts about season one and two, which is fun. So the pop-ups are going to be there too. Oh, that's going to be great. But right. let's jump back into this episode. But before we do, Casey. Okay, never mind. I just want to, I want to, because you're crying now and I about all the negative comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want you to feel okay. I oh, want you okay. to leave here today mm-hmm. feeling okay. And I want to read something that's really sweet that a Mark Barlow wrote. Casey does a lot more behind the scenes than you would think. Just because he isn't one of the four friends from high school doesn't mean he shouldn't be thought of as the fifth Joker. Keep it real, Casey. Top guy with three exclamation points. Wow. Top guy. Top guy. <laughs> My new nickname. New AOL screen name. Top guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 42. Yeah. That's cool. No one's ever considered me a top. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the bottom of this next (laughs) challenge here. Don't go in there. Yeah. I love this one. So, I mean, I'm going to zoom past Murr and the baby Bjorn. He played it very well. Congratulations, James Murray. (laughs) You didn't get a thumbs down. Uh, Well done to you. But we're back on Sal over here complaining about his gameplay, changing the rules of the bit. So you remember... Uh, in the first episode this year where it sounds like, oh, this isn't going to work, talking about like the smashed milk and right. everything else. Right. What person in their right mind is going to take a gallon of milk and throw it onto the floor because I... You've been saying this all day, bud. Somebody will smash milk. Let, 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 let the audience look behind the curtain. This came across the desk and I said, I don't think it's going to work. And we're going to be in the supermarket all day. You don't have a desk. Where were you sitting? <laughs> Whose desk were you at? <laughs> now, he doesn't technically play the game, right? Like, in this clip right here. But, uh, yeah, you're already going to wait just based on the merits of my performance of Don't Go In There. I don't even have to deliver the reason. <laughs> Thank you so much. So you didn't play the game. You so didn't, that's yeah, nothing. You actually lost. That's, don't you dare take that away from me. Yeah. The rules of a game are you have to say the line. Yeah. He, he, he recoiled after my introductory you line. You did not say the line we told you to. I actually see it different than you. I thought I was so convincing. I'm not even listening. being like, I wouldn't go in you, there. The rules you are play you the have game. to say say the line basically the other jokers and i think rightfully so say that sal didn't complete his turn it wasn't in the spirit of the game he just found a guy that was willing to walk away off of nothing i love how mad q is but (laughs) he also (laughs) plays it not mad but he plays it mad like it's this funny balance of i he's having fun making fun of sal but i could tell he's like frustrated (laughs) with sal rewrite the rules how is that rewriting the rules? I, I defer to anybody in here. You're supposed to say what you have to I'm say. So now it's a new I game. thought that I, I delivered the line with such... You didn't deliver the line, though. Such honesty. You didn't deliver the line. I was a raw... I was <laughs> like, I wouldn't even go line. in there. It's great. It's friendship. I mean, like... It is. Oh, that's real. <laughs> that's like a real, like, 
That's a real argument. That's the realest I think Q's ever gotten with Sal on the show. Yeah. Because, like, they're friends like that. And, like, you know, obviously, like, they've been doing this and they were doing what Say You podcast. And, like, you get these little snippets of them. But that's some real, like, I've been out with Sal and Q and Sal's, and, like, Sal does something and takes time. And Q, like, is like, I want to leave. And you see that Q. And you got to see that Q come out. It yeah. was great. It was really fun. And then, yeah, every turn was just so unique. I mean, then, yeah, so, then, like, Sal does that, and it goes to Q immediately, just, like, that that over-the-shoulder shot, first of all, of Q behind Sal when they're both talking to camera <laughs> yeah. is fantastic. Yep. It just captures it perfectly. But then Q throws trash out of the bathroom. The game just evolves from there. Gatos coming out naked in an apron. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was oh. nervous about Gatos too. And I was like, that guy might go in still. <laughs> and then Gatto <laughs> really like, he, you know, he put it, he put the foot down. But the other thing I want to say about Q's turn is he's yeah. a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him in little acting things. He's really good. He's done a bunch of like different TV yeah. shows and movies now. And I think like yeah. that's a really great scene to carry out part of it was he was fuming probably from the interaction <laughs> but he channeled you know he channeled that that's what you're supposed to do as an actor he did it you know, he did a great job tell me if i'm wrong but mm-hmm. so all right a little background sometimes when we do a challenge the four guys will go out let's say it's like Murr, and then it's joe then it's sal and q but we'll yeah. switch it around sometimes in the edit based on a number of reasons correct just the flow of it right but then sometimes you get challenges where you have to go in order. And yes. I think that this was that. Yeah. yeah. And so just in general, Murray, not always, but almost always goes first. Murray likes to go first. Right. Um, so it's very common for him to do that. He'll go, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, and then Gatto usually goes last. Mm. And then it's kind of a toss up of where Joe, I'm sorry, where Sal and Q go. Like when we're filming that day. Right. Another one that was, chronological or what we had to or were locked into mm-hmm. was the pants pulling down one with the oh, wrestlers right. because yeah. they they were like the guys were like we don't want to just use them for this we want to bring them into B- bts right and there was almost like a party happening so they were just like but we're just gonna lock in the order like that we who cares about the edit and i like that i like when the energy is like that yeah it's very cool when the bit has a little bit of a narrative too like this one did like yeah. you get to re- you get to see it play out that way and you have like those onset arguments. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes things play out, not necessarily in order, but like when they made the bet in Texas, obviously Q made his bet before that final turn. Uh, right. Yeah. So like right. uh, there's, there's like a few times, but it's always fun when you watch like a little BTS banter, then like seep out into the rest of the bit. Mm-hmm. It's great. Also, sometimes when we're filming cab bits and the sun goes down, we're not right. going to put that turn first. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like, I'd say it's 75% of the time Gatto goes last and 75% of the time Murray goes first. It's amazing. I, you know, I think we've talked about it before, but case of the Gattos is like a thing that is said. Uh-huh. And it's so Joe would be out there and then for some reason, like the supermarket or the mall, wherever we are, will just kind of get dead. Like there's nobody going through anymore. So Joe can't do his thing. And it happens so much with Joe in the early seasons that even if Q's on the floor, he'll be like, I got a case of the Gattos. But also the reason why Joe goes last is because he... He knows he can turn it on and pull out some of that Gatto physical comedy, just like he does here, coming out naked with an apron. Is he naked? He has boxers on, I think. I would uh, like I boxer mean, briefs. I think Gatto's a classic naked guy. Yeah. Oh, I, no I, underwear? I, I can't, I'm, I'm forgetting now from the bit, but in general, like he'll do it. He'll, he'll do it to get command, a laugh. He'll go commando. Yeah. I mean, Sal know? couldn't even believe that his feet were barefoot on that floor. Mm. That was something Sal wouldn't do. 
You know what? I'm kind of a germ guy too, but feet to me is different. I feel like so my- So calloused. Yeah, I feel like they're so calloused and stuff. I will say this. In the last couple of minutes that we were talking, Danny Green left the room as silently as possible, and now he's back. So I'm assuming it was a pee-pee. Am I right? Yeah, all the conversation about the, the guys in the men's room made me have to go to the bathroom. It did. So yes. you got up and you went pee-pee and you came back. Yeah, I urinated. Pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So if, I didn't what? defecate, just so you know. No, I know that because of the time. I, or, I mean, if you, Gatto is another person who could poop pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah, that's true. There have been times that he's left, pooped, and come back, and I'm like, I can't even believe that happened. Yeah, you don't believe they washed their hands. When I'm that like, happened. you didn't even wipe. You definitely. Yeah. I did wash my hands, but they were out of paper towels, so my hands are a little moist right now. Okay. That's great to know that the fans can now know that. So and that's and whoever the company is that provides paper towels in the north south bathroom, you need to up your game a little bit. And just because it's. 6.30 doesn't mean you guys should be out of paper towels. Danny, I would love to continue with this exit interview of the bathroom. <laughs> but why don't we jump to another interview that we did on the Impractical Jokers cruise. Oh, great idea. That's right. Let's jump in right now. Um, this is very exciting. We're, uh, we're out in a, in a lounge in Vegas. And incredible. We're so lucky to have Liza Minnelli. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Liza, thank you so much for stopping by and and doing this. Uh, thanks so much. I had That's no enough. Um, I, had, I had no idea you were a fan of Impractical Jokers. Well, I, I was a joker when I was a kid. <laughs> I loved playing jokes. I remember one morning, I was ice skating, and my father said, "Vincent Minnelli, MGM director, is really smart." I was ice skating. I said, "Daddy, look at this ice." And he said, "It looks kind of mushy." I said, that's because it's my sister, Lorna. <laughs> oh, wow. So I love... That's a great joke. J- yes. That's a good joke, Lila. Oh, so much but, fun. Yeah, that, that reminds me, we always try to tie things back to the, the guys. Who, do you remember that? But the guys went ice skating, and they, they, were, uh, they clipped balloons to yeah. the back of people. Do you think you would be good at uh, clipping balloons to people secretly so that they wouldn't notice that you're clipping balloons to them? Well, when I had my hysterectomy... Yes. I remember, I asked my doctor, I said, can I keep it? And he said, sure. (laughs) And then I was at a birthday party, and they said, we don't have a balloon. I said, I'll be right back. Mm. And so he used my uterus as a balloon. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Liza, I'm going to stop you there. Uh, We don't get that dark normally on the podcast. (laughs) Not Uh, enough. Well, Billy Stretch had the best time of his life. (laughs) Billy Stretch? As my piano player. I've had some dark times. That was all when I was having a lot of fun. I was at Studio 54. I was a wet nurse. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't, you don't hear a lot about that. uh, Wet nurses at Studio 54. I guess a lot of celebrities would go there with uh, their children. Well, we were all so high. I mean, no one was going on. I thought I was doing coke. Turned out to, to be Gene Kelly's anal glands. I mean, it was. A night. Uh, that's um, that, wow. Hollywood legend. This perspective Jeans is you never really get this, and no, that's what's great. That's, that is so. Again, with yeah. tying it into Impractical Jokers, do you <laughs> yeah. have a favorite? Well, I love Judy. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, okay. All yeah. right. Wow. She was featured on one episode in oh. the background. She was an extra, and she was wearing a yellow shirt. And I know method acting. And she was really good method actor. I'll never forget her. She loved pizzazz. She had strength, pizzazz, and also 
pizzazz. Of, of, well, uh, that's that, the that top is, three qualities that, that you never really want from someone. Strength, pizzazz, and pizzazz. Uh, so, Liza, we, this is a question we always uh, ask yes. our guests when we can. It's a, the guys get punished at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some punishments they had to uh, read from a do a book reading, and there's no words in the book. I was punished uh, by Sal last night. Oh, oh, is that true? Oh, okay. Sal Volcano? No, I don't want to get too much detail, but <laughs> no, this is we had to change the sheets a couple times. <laughs> Wow. wow. So do you do that yourself? So like, that must have been a nice romantic well, I moment. I normally have a nurse change my diapers. So in this case, <laughs> oh, things got bad. <laughs> this is less sexy than I thought. I thought we were going to have like a let's get sexy. But he session. liked it. Oh, he did? Oh, was, he asked for it. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. That's, I mean, hey, I, I, don't, I don't put it past him. I would do the same. Are there any yeah. secrets about Sal that the fans might not know that you could tell us about now? I don't know. He seems he's an open book. Which is what attracted me to him in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, yes, he... I mean, this is the kind of stuff the fans don't normally get to hear. We always get asked, is Sal single? Yeah. And, and I guess now we can say he's taken, at least for one I'm night. I'm an Italian by girl. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm, oh, my father's Italian. Okay. Minnelli. It's Liza with a Z, not Lisa with an S. Because Lisa with an S goes, it's not Z. <laughs> Yes, I I actually never really thought about that. Wow. Well, everyone always says to me, Lisa Minnelli, and I said, it's Liza Minnelli. Yeah. It's a song I had. How how would you compare (laughs) Impractical Jokers fans to Liza Minnelli fans? Mm. Uh, The biggest difference is no homosexuals on this boat. (laughs) I'm not one gay. (laughs) Not one. There has to be one. Well, there's a lesbian, but she's running the boat. Oh, so I'm alone. Yeah, I, I mean, I always thought like Joker's fans. I, I, I mean, at least in my experience, I've always found we've had uh, gay, straight, uh, any uh, diverse race, yeah. Yeah. very yeah. diverse. Someone asked me if I was Carol Channing. <laughs> yeah, there's no gays on this boat. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, well, you're, yeah, you and, and, I, and I believe women. I listen to women. I'm sorry for trying to. Uh, Say that you're yeah. wrong here. I'm, I'm, I apologize, Liza. I, I want to get that. I need to get in front of that. Yeah, definitely. That's great. I, I actually, I'm stumped. I usually have a lot of questions, but I really. <laughs> well, I, I guess I would have. Do you have any favorite comedians that you've seen recently that you like? I'll tell you, a recent comedian I saw that I really, yeah. really love is Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's Comic a, relief, yeah. <laughs> the View, yeah. uh, Eddie. Incredible. Uh, Ghost. Not her biggest comedic role, but I think <laughs> yeah. she all of her recent work. Sister yeah. Act. An up-and-comer, yeah. I love oh, Sister Act, too. You do? Oh, you like the second one? Well, they saved the school. <laughs> that is, and I was yeah. so worried about okay. Lauren Hill. Yeah, another great thing. They saved the yeah. school. At the end, they did. Yeah. Uh, well, everyone, the whole theater. Yeah, class. Yeah. Cool that Lauren Hill played herself in that as well. Yes, I love that. <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, the, the movie did come out. I want to say twenty five years ago. Yeah, at this point. Well, I'm in my early hundreds. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, you don't look it, Liza. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Wow. I had my knee replaced. Yeah, I got yeah, I will say this though: you you definitely don't look it, but you all, you really sound it. You yeah. sound. Well, I remember when I was upside down in a hospital. While I was recording an album, I was making a clothing line. Yeah. And I was trying to, and I thought, I hate this. So I started to work with clay, and then I started molding it on my own. Then I started thinking about 
clothing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Again, we were on the boat. We saw a lot of great comedians. There was one I thought you'd like in particular, uh, this guy, Mateo Lane. I hate that fan. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, well, again, Liza, I don't know. I think that might be our first bleep for the podcast. I, I don't know. This one had a, probably a bunch of bleeps. <laughs> you think so? I mean, I don't know. I think you'd like, a, you should check him out. You should definitely check out Mateo Lane for yeah. sure. It is a fantastic comedian. Uh, Liza, do you know where to find him on social media? Or anything? Probably dead in the gutter. <laughs> All right. So at, check out dead, at dead, dead in the, in the gutter, gutter. Yeah. For Mateo Lane. That's M A T T E O Lane. L A N E. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Liza. Oh, thank you so, so much. Great to have your, and yeah, I'll, I'll I'll help you back to your room. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so, also, I have to apologize. I didn't update everybody last week on the total thumbs down. It's okay for the season. I forgive you. Pierre was here. <laughs> he threw me off my game, uh, and I, I just forgot to do it. So let me update you right now. Total thumbs down for the season after three episodes. We've got Sal with three, Joe with one, Murray with three, and Q with one. Wow, that's exciting. Mm. After three episodes, though, that's not a lot of thumbs down. Joe and Q only have one thumbs down each uh-huh. in three episodes. A fun punishment for whoever has the most thumbs down for the season is to make them appear on this podcast. Oh, that's a good one. We'll do yeah. it. <laughs> you have to spend an hour with us. <laughs> with Love turnt it. Danny Green. Yeah. <laughs> Locked in a room with a vanilla clown. <laughs> Uh, but let's get right into this punishment. It is fantastic. Oh, great. Uh, this tip is shit is the name <laughs> that we pitched it uh, to the network with. And yeah. they responded with yes to the bit, no to the name. Please <laughs> have him say more than just this tip is shit, which is what the guys originally wanted Sal to say to every single person. And I got to say, I, I mean, Simi Kistana, can't stand your bits. Yeah. is so good at notes because... I love this punishment. The guys wanted it to yep. always be this tip of shit. Simi comes back with that note, and I go, yeah, he's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's often what happens with Simi. He's great. He's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> that's what we do. In the office, guys, this is a behind the scenes for the office. If anybody, like, agrees too much with somebody who's, like, technically a boss, like, if, if people agree with James McCarthy, everyone else in the room goes. <laughs> <laughs> so it only really works when everyone does it, so just do it. Yep, that's exactly what it sounds like, and it's very funny. So Feel free to use it in your own office. Please, or get school. that going. Hey, be careful. I don't know what office you have, but I, it could probably be sexual harassment if, <laughs> if, if everyone does it. School doesn't. is safe. Anytime someone's like, you forgot to give us homework. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's a fun bit. But yeah. this, this is great, and I, there's so many moments that I love. There's, these are, all these marks are so great because that you feel how that they don't want to be the person who didn't tip well. Right. Oh, they yeah. tapped something that, like with this punishment, it taps something that everyone feels. Everyone goes through that moment of being like, yep. oh, am I bad at life? Am I bad at tipping? <laughs> am I like, yeah. a, you know, a scale? And mm-hmm. especially in New York, people talk about how much they tip sometimes. Like I've been out with people, it's like, how much do you tip? 18%, 20%? Like, what do oh, you yeah. do? People, oh, I never go below 20% no matter what. Like, they could spit in my food, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them 20%. Right here, like you could really tell, like again, these people are feeling it. And then some of the lines the guys are throwing out and making Sal say, The old next time. The old next time. <laughs> uh, asking if Mark is around to talk about his tip with his uh, assistant. Is Mark around? Or? Just fantastic. Oh, man. This like, is Sal at his, ba- as his, at his ballsiest. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right? Like I, this is this is in some ways would work for any of the jokers, but you really want to see Sal do it. Yeah. Because it's Sal's a gentleman, right. you know, he's usually mm-hmm. not this rude. And right. to make him do that. Well, I think part of it might have oh. been that he was in a costume. And when, when you get in that costume, maybe he began like a method actor. He began feeling like a delivery guy. He did say that he took some acting classes after college. <laughs> <laughs> when he, I mean, I know I'm jumping ahead, but when he gets in the elevator at the end, uh-huh. it's, it's so fun. Yeah. When he stri- after he strips down. At, he at strips down. He's like literally yeah. like pulling cringe off his body yeah. and just like getting out of the character hood up. And then the elevator opens right at that perfect moment and he's out. I, oh I think that's what people might not quite understand about the show is the guys are, they're not faking. They're really uncomfortable yeah. in doing these things. They're they're As you say, Casey, they're such nice guys. And to be insulting like that is difficult it's painful for them they're embarrassed by it 100 yeah. and when and and comes it really comes across yeah like because some people like you you just do this in your life danny <laughs> danny you're just constantly being like this tip is shit to people <laughs> yeah. or or you're the other way around your you're like hey, would, they scream yeah <laughs> you're the Burn, other way yes. around where you're like i'm not giving you a tip right. you're saying that into servers faces right that's that's how i operate are you what do you tip usually i'm a, I'm a good tipper 20 percent. 20 percent. after tax before tax uh, probably before tax about 18 I mean, percent. you should do before tax right so I well, do you I, tip on on alcohol? Yes. I do. Um, well, it, well, it depends. If I'm just at the bar and I get two drinks, and it mine is like a some kind of cocktail with multiple ingredients that the bartender had to do some stuff for. Yeah. I'm going to leave at least two dollars. Uh-huh. But if it's just like a if it's just like a beer from a tap, that's a that's a dollar. I used to be a better tipper because I would go out to dinner with my kids, and the kids wouldn't eat much, and I'd feel bad that the server. Uh-huh. Still was working the full table, and my mm-hmm. kids would have something from the the kids menu, so I would tip twenty, sometimes twenty five percent. Now my kids eat a lot, and so now I'm brought it down a little bit to maybe eighteen twenty percent. Eighteen to twenty. So eighteen's okay. Well, I, I'm not. I don't feel the way. I, I work. Okay, I don't I do twenty. Waiter, I, do I was a waiter yeah. for a while, so yeah. I and so is my wife. Yeah. So we're both like scarred from the process. <laughs> so we are definitely over tippers. I'm not saying that everyone has to be, but just like for karma and stuff, yeah. we're kind of like. Yeah, like we we just need to do. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but especially in New York City, it's yeah, like I hear that- yeah. I I usually do twenty. I'll do eighteen. I I've also waited. I also delivered food. Shout out to the Gray Dog, great place <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> delivered food for them, and I've been stiffed before. Oh, and it yeah. wasn't because it wasn't even like the food was late. It wasn't anything. It was just the guy didn't tip, and it was that situation. It was like in an office building, so the. Like later at night, like eight o'clock at night, delivered to an office. So the guy must have been working late, but he just didn't tip. And I didn't say anything. I was just like, all right. The elevator, like, especially like when stuff is like seamless now and whatever, like people just take it and go. Yeah, like there's yeah. not really a conversation, right. which is why it's so awkward when I that know. guy gets stuck in the vestibule <laughs> with Sal at the end and he can't get keyed back into the office. Unbelievable that moment. Great. That's such a great moment that, like, that's why this show's great is it, we, we, create these situations where that might happen. We didn't expect it at all. And then it does. And you're like, we didn't even plan. You can't oh plan God. for that. And then Sal looks like he's doing a little bit of the Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm here, where he's like doing the, like the Larry David, like stare down, yeah. trying to get the guy to make eye contact with him, like moving his yep. head kind of back and forth. It was really great. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's the, these moments. And then, so back to what you were just saying though, yeah. like the way we produce this, mm-hmm. it, I think is interesting to know. Yes. 
Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, unless you want to just take it, because I think you know it a little bit better than me. Oh, I mean, basically we worked with a company, uh, and we paid for everybody's lunches Yeah, and we had like the CEO send out, uh, uh, email blast and be like, Hey guys, lunch is on me today. As if it's from him. Yeah. Or like, yeah, as if it's from him or as if like the company was running a special, like they're including this like seamless or uh, Grubhub or someone who's running a special. Uh, the tip is just not included. So you have to tip. So for lunch, you just have to tip. Right. So these were real people tipping and the tip wasn't always bad. It wasn't actual. The tips are usually pretty good. good. I mean, right. that one guy tipped five bucks. I, I'd be very happy with a $5 tip. I want to say this too. <laughs> Sal does a really good job at... Yeah. At, at giving the audience what they expect, like giving right. the, you know, the home audience, like I need to be tough here. And he knows that I need to be the, I, like, I know what my punishment is. The guys told me I have to do that and I have to actually do it. The guys are at a point now where they're not just like skirting these punishments. They're actually doing it because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And then as soon as it's over, they're like, oh God, I'm so glad it's done. Mm. You know? And I like that. I like that. It's not because he could just do it in a charming way, Yeah, but he knows that that's not, satisfying right. to the other guys. And he wouldn't feel satisfied if it was switched, if he was in BTS and Murr was doing it. Yeah, right. they already called him out on rule breaking earlier. So, you know, in the punishment, they're going to make him play it the way he's got to play exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's really fun. And so, Danny, you're saying that this is the greatest episode of all time. Yes. I just wanted to pull up a couple episodes that I think rival it. Mm-hmm. And one that Mr. James S. Murray thinks rivals as one of the greatest episodes of all time. So he's not here, but he sent that in about saying what he thought his favorite episode yeah, was? Yeah, in an email after he saw a cut of this punishment last year from season seven, so episode 725, mm-hmm. that means it's the 25th episode of season seven. This is a little industry speak for you. So 725 <laughs> is yep. new education plan where the guys were pitching uh, different education plans yep. of schools. You don't want kids to get the D, right? Right. And then a game called Pin for the Win, where they're pin, uh, it was Joe and Sal pinning yep. clothes pins on a mark, going into the Krav Maga challenge, ending with the Sal pantsing punishment. Yeah. Murray said that might be his favorite episode of all time. Wow. You know what? I'm going to agree with him because that's the one I was in. <laughs> oh, yeah. New education plan is uh, Vanilla, Vanilla Clown. Clown. Yeah. That's Danny Green from Food TV. <laughs> So that's great. I, wow, I already bailed on 803. <laughs> I, have, I have ones that are higher than that. So that's good to know, though, that that's like a baseline great episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I will say this, that Murr also said that this episode that we're talking about today is one of his favorites as well. Yeah, Murray does say that after every episode. So okay. maybe it's just when you go back far enough in our No, but yeah. he, he did really like it. And then Sal also said that this was a really good one. It is. Uh, the other ones I would throw out that rival it. Mm-hmm. I got to throw out the one with Sal's wedding speech. This isn't a Jewish wedding, but my Jewish friend Hyman told me that in his culture, it's important for the groom to break a glass. Um, I'm no Jew, but I have broken a lot of glasses. But tonight, I don't mean to break the Hyman. (laughs) Next page. Tradition. (laughs) Yes. That one, it... Here's what kicks it off. It's Waiters at Carnegie Deli. That's where we first meet Joey Fatone. Wow, okay. Right. I mean, come on. Host of After Party. And I think he did something else in his career before that. (laughs) It's fantastic. Yeah, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, right. That's what he did before. That was the big thing. Oh, he was the bunny. 
Yeah. He was the rabbit on that mass thing. Yeah, well, that was after this, though. Yeah, I think this after. is what got him that gig. Totally. Right. Yeah, he uh, said, I, I, I just, I'm Joey Vitone and I just shit myself. That's what got him the bunny. <laughs> Perfect. We'll put you in a bunny costume. They shit everywhere. Uh, then Employee Death Debate was in that episode where Great. they're working at a deli counter. I think is that, that Jesus Batman? I think that one's Jesus Batman. He is trained in the martial arts. I mean, he protects an entire city. Am I right or am I, I right? I agree with that, but I would also say that Jesus was able to move the masses. <laughs> was Jesus the powerful one or was it God? Uh-huh. Okay, great. This is a <laughs> and very good episode. Sounds speech. So that was episode 306. Sal's wedding speech is an underrated punishment. Oh, it's a great punishment. I think oh. people love it and talk about it, but people talk about bingo a lot. People talk about skydiving. That's up wedding to, speech yeah. is really good. Really good. One, it's one of my favorites, dude. That came out February sixth of two thousand fourteen. February sixth, wow. wow. two thousand fourteen. Long crazy. time ago. I thought you were saying it like as if that's another day in history. <laughs> <laughs> the same day. <laughs> that John Travolta said, um, "I'll be in hairspray." Be, no, just no, kidding. No. That was after hairspray. Adele came Dezim. Uh, yeah, Casey, you really like the Novocaine? Braised, braised beef is <laughs> braised beef is brilliant. So Novocaine is another one of these punishments that I think is my personal favorite because it's just everyone's laughing and it's insane. <laughs> and I'll say this: so we're talking about. This is like a really good back-to-back. 802 and 803 are really, really strong back-to-back episodes. Okay. Well, Novocaine was part of an extremely strong back-to-back. Oh, this is it was Jordan the, 92, 93? Uh-huh. This <laughs> okay. is Drake, back-to-back. Yeah. This is, so Novocaine was tennis. I see great evil in you. Let's do this. <laughs> They're playing tennis instructors. Then now, right. now a great game. You got to do with the water gun. Yep. And then uh, Novocaine punishment. The next episode... The tattoo punishment. Whoa. 38 lives alone, has three cats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, another epic punishment that These people are always really talk about. Good that. All-timers. That, What's out? What else is in tattoo? Uh, security guard IFB. Great. And fly me to balloon the second time. We did it. Still good. And then the tattoo punishment, which is an all-timer. I mean up there. It's very strong. Season three in general is like I have to say a perfect season. You did come in on season three. I did. So maybe I, maybe <laughs> I mean, I brought a lot of juice to that season. That's true. Yeah. No, you, but I mean, you did. No, but going back and looking at everything, like three was really strong. And then I'm looking at season eight and I'm thinking like, okay, this one could be up there. Like So far, I mean, it's one of those things now. It's like if – we have really, I mean, they're always really good. Every season has its like own tone. Yeah. But I think the guys, like this episode, and I'll say this, the way that they play this bathroom challenge is season eight. Right. I don't think they would play it that way in earlier exactly. seasons. I 100% and agree And I think you. they're breaking rules in a fun way. Like instead of coming up with ideas that are format busters, they're like, let's do some great ideas. And whatever happens, happens. Right. Which I love. The only way I can think of this and break it down is the way I think of and break down everything is in terms of Michael Jordan. So season three might be like Michael Jordan's like first MVP season, scoring like 30-something points a game. Right. Uh, And it's just like the raw talent of these guys is finally showcase itself and put them in the upper echelon Mm -hmm. of the television stratosphere where they now uh, belong. They're the best show on TV. Right? That's but, what Practical yeah. Jokers is the best show on TV, right? We all I mean, agree. Uh, yes. It has to be. Of course. I mean, on the podcast about it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, the best we're show not on TV. Yeah, we're not biased. The documentary we're not, we're not now biased. is pretty good. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can easily be in the top hundred, but Joker's is number one. Inside Joke's number two. Oh, yeah. uh, after, after party, party number. Yeah. Actually, that should probably be two. The guys are actually on that. <laughs> Season eight, we're like in our second three-peat run of Jordan right now. Yeah. Where he's just, he's still the best in the league, mm. but he's savvier. You know, he doesn't have his athletic prowess. You know, he's a little bit older. Yeah. But he knows how to use his body. He's he knows gambling. He's gambling a lot. So he's got Gatto. He needs to win. Joe Gatto. Let's just hope. That, let's just hope the Jokers don't play baseball for the White Sox. Oh my God! Casey, we probably, all these sports references today. I know. That's, that's, that's terrific, huh? It's what I'm, I'm. Look, I'm a top guy. Top <laughs> now that I'm a top guy, you know, I gotta. I gotta. The bar's raised for me. Oh man. Well, you know what? I'd love to know what the fans think is their yes. favorite episode. So please uh, write. Hashtag Joker's Podcast and tell us what's your favorite episode. And remember, include the challenges so that you and make sure right, to keep top that to in bottom. mind. Yeah. It's got to be from from the like the entire episode and write what those are. You know, and the more you write for it, like, and the reason your reason being is great. We like to. We this is what we like to do. We like to discuss these episodes. Yeah, we, maybe you know, we'll, even though we work on the show, we are fans of it. We'll read them on air. Yeah, what? baby. Is this air podcast air? Yeah, it is. Okay. So also, guys, we, we need to give out our mark of the episode. Yes. Right. Are, are you with me that it's Dolores' daughter? It's I'm with you 100%. Yes, so. she was she was fantastic. One of the best marks of all time. <laughs> I, wait, wow. Hold on a second. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take that, that back. Yeah. That old, <laughs> she was great. That old woman. That old... That old woman in season. Yeah, I, I, um, I got a little excited. She was, she was great, but not one of the great. The, parts the old time. woman in episode one is still to me the mark of the season. Yeah. Okay. Love yes, at first I would sight. agree with that. Love at first sight, but I'm, I'm willing if somebody's going to be better. Yeah. yeah. But I, I just, I, but yeah, I agree with you. So Grandma Deadpool is still mark of the yes. season right now. Right. For uh-huh. season eight, but Dolores's daughter, congratulations! You're the eight oh three mark of the episode. Well done. But guys, who is the MVP for the Impractical Jokers crew? Crew, yes. Why I, I think it might. I think it has to be Nicole from our crew because she did an acting job that was worthy of, of of Meryl Streep in pretending that she was in love and and attracted uh, to Q. I have to agree with you. Danny. I agree. I mean, in terms of like her flirtation abilities, mm-hmm. like that was you're seeing like Nicole Salamac at her best. Like that yeah. was in, that was impressive because she's a charming person and yeah. she she put it on. It was really great. Yeah. It was great. And we actually have an interview with Nicole right here. All right, we're yeah. here with our MVP for 803. <laughs> it's not Sal. It's not Mur. It's not Q. It's not Joe. It is Nicole Salamac. Our production hey. manager. Hi, guys. MVP. Hey, buddy. How are you? Nikki Slaps. Congratulations. Thanks. I feel like this is the best award I've ever won. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best award you've ever won? I don't know. I don't. I feel like I haven't won that many. So this could be the best award Maybe you ever won. Maybe it is. Won. I'll yeah. have to think about Let's it. Let's start. How many seasons have you been on Impractical Jokers now? This Three. is my third. Third season, mm-hmm. right? Cool. Very yes. exciting. And so you've been MVP for a long time, but we've just started counting it. Oh, thanks, right. guys. Yeah, so you may sweet. have won in the past. You never heard about it. <laughs> we just talked about it. Yeah, we don't really show affection like uh, from the producer's room yeah. uh, that often, but it's there deep for, down in our hearts. For people who may not know, can you just describe your job a little bit? Sure. So I handle more of like the scheduling and logistics side of TV. We hire the crew and just oversee everything on set, make sure things are running smoothly, work with the uh, producers and everybody else to make sure we take the creative and 
execute it and make it happen. A job you used to do is put a quote on the call sheet. Are I you still doing that? I still do that. Yeah. What, you don't read the call sheets? I See, no one ever reads the call sheets. I'm getting a shirt made that says, read the call sheet. Check the call sheet. Yeah, it's very funny because whenever I have to go to set, I will usually email you or text you, uh, when do I have to be there? And you're like, it is on the call sheet. <laughs> but it's not often, so I'm yeah. like, oh, it's just easier to text Nicole. Listen, she knows fine. everything. When there's like four people on the crew, it's fine. But when you had 45 people texting <laughs> you the same thing and it's like, hey, guys, it, it's right there on the call sheet. Yeah. You know. well, mm-hmm. But I'm happy sense. to answer your questions all the time. Thank you very much. Nicole's other job is just to take care of the crew. You're very much, you're, you're like a, you're a caring, you're like the aunt. Production That's mommy. Like, production mom. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I feel it's like okay. you're just, like the cool aunt. Just don't call me the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else has been called that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Case, I'm finding, this was the quote of the day from uh, Bad Reception. Okay. Uh, Pete, can I have him? Nicole to Pete about Henry. Oh, yeah. I tried to steal his son. <laughs> it <laughs> didn't work out well. <laughs> the executive producer, Pete McParlin, you tried to steal his son. He's so cute. And then you you put it on the call sheet. And then I did. You that don't often put your own quote, but that's great. Well, that's Sometimes not even the I only do. quote. That's not the only quote. Oh, there's oh. more? There's more to that. Then it's Nicole, just put him in your bag from Stella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then good. you go to jail for that, buttoned by Nicole. Yes. That's pretty good. Stella told me to steal him. The yeah. quotes are always some somewhat like an inside sort of thing or like a conversation on set. Yeah, they don't really make sense. You're to never like Confucius said. You never do like Abraham Lincoln. Like, no. Just yeah, true. they're like away messages in an old AIM profile. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But MVP, you feel good? I do. I feel how, great. How did it feel to be in the episode on the screen? Oh, Star. Yeah. I mean, the bright it, lights. It, it was interesting. I don't really like to be on camera. That's I know. not my thing. Mm-hmm. Like you refused every time I do an insider. I know. Every time. But this, you'll do anything for Q. <laughs> I'll do anything for you. <laughs> so uh, you, if you saw the episode, you saw that there were several women from the crew and men that came and hit on Q. Mm-hmm. And they would come out and say something that the, the other guys told them to say. And uh, your delivery was really solid, rock solid. Thanks. Fantastic and, work. And Nicole was one of those of those four people. And so, Nicole, we loved your delivery and your, the whole attitude that you brought. We actually believed it. I think I believed it. I, I, when I watched it, I was like, was I really? I was like, like wanted Q in that moment, I felt. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got to see it's some of the process of you hitting on people. <laughs> I mean... That's like my wheelhouse, you know? You want me to you send me into flirt? That's easy. easy. <laughs> That's great. Uh, do, you have, do you have an acceptance speech prepared? No. no. Um, I'd like to thank the Academy. Uh, <laughs> Which is, uh, it's Danny Green. You're looking at the Academy yeah. right there. <laughs> thank you, Danny Green. Um, no. Do I need to have a Were speech? You, did it no. distract you from your actual job that day? Yeah, because I was so nervous. And then... They told me, like, I was going to say one thing. So in my head, I was like, this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. And then when I got out and shut the door, Sal and Joe changed it. And I was like, wait, that's not what they told me to say. So I was like, oh, no. And then they were like, just go. So I, 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 I bet yeah. you it's better off. You have less time to overthink it. Yeah. And so you just have to go in there and say that line. Mm-hmm. Improvise a little bit. I did a little bit, yeah. Wow. I remember hearing you nervously like saying it because mm-hmm. you were mic'd yeah and I know and I always forget that I'm mic'd and then Joe started talking to me and I was like how does he how can he hear me he can't see me and I was like oh <laughs> duh holding yeah. a mic on an camera show you were also kind you and Dan Cast were in charge of sending other people out to mm-hmm. do that first so was it weird did you send yourself 
No, Chase actually uh, cued me when to go. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, cool. So. Yeah, so it really is like stage. It's like theater, like with people being like, okay, you're on. Yeah. All the world's a stage. You're, yeah, you're right. Is what That's Murray true. said, I believe. Um, but thank you so much, Nicole. Oh, thank you. Guys. MVP. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, y'all. Uh, thanks for listening. And we just want to give you a little tease for next week. We have a Major League Baseball player. That is going to be on the podcast. Isn't that fun, guys? It is fun. He's not in the episode next no, week. No, no. <laughs> but he is on the podcast. That's that, right. So that's an exclusive. But there's a good reason. He's a huge Jokers fan. Big time Jokers fan. I had a great time interviewing him. That's great. And if you have any questions, and if you please tell us your favorite episodes, hashtag Jokers Podcast. And thanks again for listening. Keep watching. This season is stacked. <laughs> <laughs>